And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you as a courtesy from our Patreon supporters. They support the show so you don't have to listen to commercials other than maybe some of that amazing um, that amazing travel agent. What was his name? Uh, Justin, over and away with me travel. Of course, of course we need to talk about him a little bit. But other than that, you're not getting any commercials, guys. And that's because of those guys. Now listen, I might be a little biased here, but when I say that they support the show, they also get free content and a lot of shenanigans happens over on the Patreon side. And when I say eh, we have some fun, Guys, I mean, we have a lot of fun, so maybe consider joining them. If not, let's give them at least a round of applause and say thank you for a commercial-free, amazing show. Round one was over. (laughs) Parents won. Kids, sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. We just become best friends. Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. There's a touch of madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Disney Dads Podcast, a show that's a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin, and tonight I am excited to be joined by two of my good, good buddies, one to the south, one to the north. I'll start with my friend in the north, because I'm sure he's much cooler than we are. Mike, how are things? Doing good. It was a very eventful weekend. Uh, we talked about yeah. it a few times before. It was the uh, drop-off weekend for Sarah at college, and um, it was a little bit, you know, I was a little bit more emotional than I thought it would be. You know, it was definitely tough. Uh, the goodbyes are hard. You know, I've, I, here I've gone days without seeing Sarah. I could go two or three days. She's busy working, me, my schedule. We just don't cross paths. But now that knowing that she's so far away, it's kind of weird knowing that she's not going to be just, you know, popping up in the middle of the day or the middle of the afternoon. So um, it was definitely an emotional weekend. It was my birthday, too. So it was kind of uh, a weird thing having to have such an emotional time, but still trying to celebrate the same time so uh but you know it's always about the kids and that's all that matters yeah man i'm just glad you guys were able to get up there safely get her dropped off get back home you know and uh dude i know it's a hard uh it's both a hard thing to go through and uh but also rewarding because you raised a great great kid and she's gonna be uh fantastic at college and and you know that's for me college was just one of the best times of my life mm-hmm. so much so that i stayed there for seven years <laughs> um somewhere my friend adam atcher is shaking his head yes going yeah he certainly was there a long time um so she'll have a blast man and, and you all you and laura both congratulations to you all uh huge huge milestone thanks man uh to my friend of the south i don't know about you dude i am over summer completely i am so tired of being hot it's it's just miserable yeah, man. Um, first of all, uh, hello, everybody. It's been a while. So uh, while Mike has been living in the real world, I uh, was living in fantasy land while coming back from my week in Disney. So uh, it's been good to get back. I miss being on the show with you guys, but a lot happened. A great time. Uh, got to meet up with uh, Dave in the parks and it was absolutely amazing just to for him actually to meet my wife because we met up uh, you know, before obviously in Disney Springs and stuff, but that was a blast seeing uh, Dave in action in the park. Uh, just it's pretty cool. Felt very VIP ish walking around with a plaid, so definitely loved that. But uh, going back to that, it was a hot week in Disney when I was there. It's even been an even a hotter week here in Daytona this week. Um, had the NASCAR races this weekend, which was a blast. 
just I actually brought changes of clothes, like to literally change in my wife's office as the week as the day went on because it was so hot, just sweating through everything. But um, you know, everybody talking around like at lunch with our friends who've come in from out of town. We've all said this is probably like one of the hottest summers we've had in a while here in Florida. It's really hot, but listen. In about a month or two, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to start cooling down a little bit. So, and when all of our friends up in north are starting to freeze, their, you know what's off? We'll still be wearing seventy-five degrees and wearing shorts and playing golf. So, I, pain pill right now, Justin. It's the pain pill, but it'll pay off in the long run. Speaking of, did you play golf while on vacation? I did. I played three times. Yes, I played. Uh, nice. I played at Disney's Oak Trail. First time I ever played there, and as a DVC golf member, it got like I think it got like six free rounds. It's not a bad run, dude. It's it, not a bad. It was. Run. A, it was a little wet, but it was fun. And some people call it an executive course. It's not. It's a full nine holes of just walking. Uh, that was fun. Played uh, uh, Tuesday. We played the uh, the Palm. The Magnolia was being uh, punched or aerated. And met mm-hmm. up with a great family from uh, Kentucky, and we've actually kind of exchanged information and kept in touch. And I think they're new listeners now of the show, which is fantastic. And uh, Thursday, uh, played Lake Buena Vista and uh, played. Actually, didn't play great, but it was still anytime on a golf course in Disney. It was. It's fun. My wife played really well, which is which was very encouraging. But yeah, loved it. Got out there three times. Took a definitely a different uh, Disney vacation. Did a lot more golfing, a lot more relaxing. But yeah, it was great to be out there. And uh, a little inside note: looking forward to playing golf with you this week, buddy. So, ooh, I can't wait, man! I'm going out on Tuesday to get a practice round in before you come over here and and smoke me as we play around. Uh, um, yeah, for your friends in Kentucky, hey, go Cats! I, uh, you know, Kentucky boy here. So that's awesome, man. Always good people from Kentucky. A couple things before we jump in the show uh, to our friends in the South, and when I mean South, I mean the Gulf Coast. Uh, we hope you're staying very safe with uh, the hurricane passing through. Always a stressful uh, time, especially with a hurricane that powerful coming through. So we hope you're staying safe. Talk to a few people that are down from that area. A lot of them are doing like hurricanes, which um, I always recommend. We do that quite a bit up here whenever we have hurricanes come through. Uh, and second off, get your guys' take really quickly before we get into tonight's topic on Ed Asner. Ed Asner at 91 passed away, uh, the voice of the great Carl Fredrickson. Uh, for me, one of my top five Disney characters of all time. Of all time. If I, my next tattoo may be of Mr. Fredrickson because I just, he, I think that is me to a T. I, uh, I'm super lovable, but I can tell as I get older, I'm getting a little more gruff, you know, <laughs> like with stuff. So I absolutely love him. Uh, the voice of, of many, many things he's been in a lot. Uh, also Santa in, uh, in Elf. So Mr. Uh, Ed Asner, uh, rest in peace. Uh, you guys agree? A great dude. A fantastic actor. Oh yeah, absolutely. I was sad to see him passing today. Uh, I, I know how much you love, you know, the, uh, the, the that voice, that character. So uh, it's definitely sad for the Disney community to lose somebody who's been such a, a, a cool part of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it is just one of those things where, you know, this is a Disney podcast, right? But what I when I think of Ed Asner, you know, my wife loves Elf. So that's like the first yes. image that pops in my head. So it's not even his previous works. It's Elf and being Santa. So, yeah, it's just sad. We don't like to see anybody pass away. And it just always reminds us how, like, Gotta take life every day, live life to the fullest, and every day we get older, which really stinks. So, I saw something the other day. Oh, this, that's depressing. I don't want. I didn't want to say. It. I saw something the other Sorry. day where you like you pass your death date every year, and you don't even know it. It's like, oh my gosh, I don't want to read that. That's horrible. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to know this stuff. Um, anyway, let's get into some fun stuff. Tonight's topic is going to be a lot of fun because the one thing you need every time you go to Disney is you need to be able to get to wherever you're going. You need a mode of transportation. And that got us thinking tonight, you know what? What are our own personal top five 
modes of transportation, past or present, in the Walt Disney Parks. Uh, for me, I know I've had a lot that are not there anymore that I truly, truly loved and uh, and would look forward to every vacation. So we're going to dive into this. Mike, I am going to start with you. One of your, we can do five to one, or we can just do any of them. It doesn't matter. Uh, let's go with your fifth uh, Walt Disney World transportation, past or present. Uh, I know this translates to me very well. Not everybody, because some people take their own mode of transportation down to Disney World, but you can't start a vacation without taking the Magic Express. And the Magic Express is one of my favorite modes of transportation, because uh, when you see that, you know, that's that's sign at the end of the MCO airport knowing that you're getting on the bus and you're about to start your magical vacation. That's one of my most favorite modes of transportation. It's also one of the worst modes of transportation on your return trip, but it's definitely one of the best modes of transportation because it's the beginning, the the, the start of a incredible vacation. So I've only done this a few times, Mike, and like I when I would fly from Kentucky, when I lived in Kentucky, mm-hmm. I would take the Magical Express. Um I'm trying to think. The other times I've done it is when I flew in from, this is a weird one, when I flew in from Europe, when I did the transatlantic, I did the Magical Express. So I'd already been on Disney property or on a Disney cruise ship for 22 days, and I took a Magical Express to, from the airport to a Disney hotel. Uh, So that was, at that point, I was just like, I don't want to be on any bus at all. But I really enjoy, and I don't know, you can tell me if they still do this. I know back when I used to do it, they used to have a video that played. Mm -hmm. They still do. Once you got on board. Do they still do that? Oh, they still do, yep. Are you really hoping that they keep that? Like, even though they're moving just to mirrors, you know, a paid transfer, they keep, like, that video rolling? Yeah, and um, at the beginning of the movie, they would show some of the things, like, that you can expect during your vacation. It was great for people that are newbies. I mean, a lot of the stuff on there we know already, What you know, about, you know, the things to do in, in Animal Kingdom and things to do in Magic Kingdom. Uh, I think those were great. But the, the, some of the old shorts that were on there were very cool. You know, they had a lot of Donald Duck uh, cartoons going on. They would have some uh, Mickey Mouse cartoons going on, and it just kind of really really sets the enjoyable mood for your vacation. I, I definitely like that. Uh, like I said, the trip home is not always the best, and they usually try and give you the DVC pitch on the way home, too. They usually have some DVC advertisement on there about you know coming back for future vacations. But um, but I, I do hope that they keep that. I kind of like that. It makes the bus ride go by quicker. It's, I know it's like a half-an-hour trip or a 40-minute trip to the, from, the air, from, the, you know, from the airport to usually one of the first resorts you go to. Uh, I also like that, too, because you can kind of get a little glimpse of some of the other stuff like i know a lot of times when i'd stay at animal kingdom i'd get to pass by pop century you get to pass by a couple other resorts so if it's a resort you haven't been to not that you're actually going to explore it but it's kind of nice to just see what the grand appearance is as you pull up to that particular resort because um i've never i've stayed at some um some value resorts before pop century was never one mm-hmm. of them so it's kind of cool to just kind of pull up and see and you know it kind of goes around the parking lot a little bit and gives you a, a, quick, a quick little preview of what you would be looking at if you were staying there I never thought about that. That's that's really smart. Having a car on property that I do all the time. I drive around property. Joe, you do the same. Yep. So I never thought about exploring through the Magical Express. That's uh, that's a very good point. Joe, let's go with your uh, your next one or your your first one. So there's a bunch of ground balls out there, right? But I'm going to try to dive in a little bit, be a little specific. And a lot of my choices are based on memories and good experiences that we had. So I'm going to be very specific and go with the motor launches. And those are the smaller boats that you find that that go between Magic Kingdom, uh, the Polynesian, and Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. And these boats, I believe, have been around since almost probably before or right when the park opened. And I think they're almost the same boats, uh, been refurbished, but 
they're the little brown boats. They move super fast. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't hold a lot of people on there, but they're very convenient. They dock quick. They unload and load quickly. Uh, I've had a lot of great memories when I used to stay at the Grand Floridian with, with my cousins. I, I've talked about those trips a lot. And uh, just hopping on those boats because I remember specifically uh, when you know we had maybe had twelve or thirteen of us all there, and the building we were staying in was right in the back, uh, right by where the motor launches were. So a lot of times we just hop out on a boat instead of going to the monorail station, which is a lot quicker. And uh, just a lot of great times, a lot of hanging out in the boats, like you know joking around, whatever. Uh, being out on the water was just fun. I mean, the monorail is great being up up elevated, but being just being out on the water and. Uh, even when you're out there during the t- daytime and seeing all of the um, the little mouse sprites, you know, going around, you're waving at everybody and stuff. It's just a fun way to get around. And it's one of those things also where not every resort has them. I mean, it's only the Polynesian mm-hmm. and the Grand Floridian. Uh, so it's something that if you're staying there, it's a, it's a something it's a different mode of transportation that not every resort guest uh, gets to experience. So had a lot of great um, memories on them. They've been around a long time. They're in a lot of those videos that we've watched over the years, those preview videos and uh, the anniversary videos and stuff. So they've been around a long time, and I hope they continue to be around for a long time. I know boats, you know, they service them, and they can stay in service for a long time. And I really hope that uh, they don't replace these. They're just they're they're iconic to, uh, and those horns are iconic to the Seven Seas Lagoon. So well, so it's funny. This was my actually next one I was going to do. My first one, I would put this at five on my list. Because I love them. I'm going to add to what you said, uh, Joe. There is one more boat that you can ride, and that is the Green Flag Launch. And that actually takes you from the Magic Kingdom to Wilderness Lodge. And um, what I really... or I'm sorry, that one goes to Fort Wilderness and the campgrounds. Um, And what I really love about that one is the fact that it's probably the absolute most scenic boat ride you can take. Mike, you'll remember this. Mike and I did a fireworks cruise. And one of the perks of doing a fireworks cruise is you get a little tour of the waterways before you go and settle in your spot to watch fireworks. And we get to see uh, not only, you know, river country where now it's cleared and and everything, uh, Discovery Island, uh, all that good stuff. But also you get to see the shoe tree. And for those of you who don't know about the shoe tree, you could go back and listen to the episode. We talked about fireworks cruises or I can tell you right now, it is a tree where uh, cast members um, who would work by like the pool and stuff like that would go and when they would leave the company uh, then they would go and throw their white shoes up into the tree and so there's all these white shoes hanging from this tree uh, over on that waterway so look if you have an hour to spare go jump on the uh, the green flag uh, one of the boats like like Joe's talking about and just take a scenic uh, little trip around so the the campgrounds you know maybe you're going to hoop de doo uh maybe you're going to mickey's backyard bar well going to mickey's backyard barbecue when it existed i kind of wish they would bring that back um but uh that's uh, definitely for me one of the best ways to get around the magic kingdom so uh mike let's go to you man for your next one uh, I'm going to stick in the boat theme as well, and uh, my favorite boats are the ones that go from Saratoga Springs and Old Key West to Disney Springs. Uh, I think that's a fantastic little boat ride. It's great if you want to do some shopping, you don't have to worry about parking, you're not dealing with the buses. Uh, one of my favorite nights, as a matter of fact, uh, when Sarah was very little, we were staying with Laura's parents at Saratoga Springs, and we said, you know, Sarah and I, it was, it was getting, it was around 7.30, 8 o'clock, and we were all tired from the day. Sammy was little, Laura's parents were kind of beat, and uh, Sarah and I so we started walking around the resorts and we just kind of exploring the two of us. I said, you know what? Let's hop on a boat because the boat just happened to be here. And we took a ride down to Disney Springs. We did the 
kind of walking around Disney Springs together, just me and her. And she was probably, you know, maybe 10 or 11 at the time, you know? And it was just kind of like our night out. And it was a really nice, memorable experience using those boats to go to Disney Springs. I think it's a fantastic boat of transportation. I think it's one of those perks that you don't realize how good it is till you stay at one of those resorts. Yeah, no, I, compl- I completely agree. I've enjoyed that. Uh, I will say this. We were talking to a cast member that on one of those boats. We were coming back from Springs pretty late. I think it was just Katie and Riley and I on this trip. But um, we were staying at, I believe we were staying at Riverside, maybe. Can you take the You can take the boats from Riverside. Um, and we were going over, and um, she was like, it gets creepy back here at night. Because it's like super dark mm-hmm. going around the river. You know what I mean? And she's like, sometimes it's just like you and one other person on the boat. And you're like, oh, well, hey, <laughs> you know, like this is super awkward and weird. Um, it's kind of like where I went with, you know, you never want to just be in an elevator with somebody for an extended period of time because you don't know what to say to them. You know, you're like, oh, hey, how are you? We'll just stare at the floor here and, and not talk about it. Um, Joe, what's your next one, man? And just real quick, I want to add to that. Um, those boats that Mike's talking about, if you ever are playing golf at Lake Buena Vista, on the 13th hole, um, if you go over the bridge, you tee off over a over one of the rivers. If you look to your right, that's the storage yard for where all of those boats are stored. Hmm. So if okay. any of our golfer, golfers are out there, take a look. You'll see them all stored back there. Uh, It'd be fun just to bring a, a bullhorn just for when Joe's teeing off <laughs> and you just, you know, right as he's in his backswing. So <laughs> so I think uh, for my next one, Justin, I'm going to push the envelope a little bit here because you said past attractions are, are past modes of transportation. I'm going to go with the Skyway in the Magic Kingdom. And is that going to qualify as an, as a mode of transportation? Because the way I looked at it is I'm taking the Skyway from Tomorrowland to Fantasyland. So can I get a ruling on that from you guys? Uh, yeah, I can definitely. Let me be a judge, jury, and executioner here. Um, yes, it is definitely on there because it was my on my list as well. Well, great minds uh, think alike there. So I guess. I'm, I, now we're two for two, you and I. Let's see how far we can keep this going. <laughs> um, dude, I love the Skyway. I'll let you get in some detail about it, and then I'll add on uh, add on whatever to sure, it. Sure. I just thought, you know, it closed back, I think, in like the late 90s, like 98, 99. Uh, so I did get a chance to experience this past mode of transportation. Um, you know, there were you, there are times you could experience something similar to this. Like I know living in New Jersey or growing up in New Jersey, the State Fair at the Meadowlands had a little Skyway bucket in the parking lot. But this was just kind of like a special one. It was really high up in the air, great views. The things I remember most was taking the Skyway from Fantasyland to Tomorrowland at night. And the mm-hmm. route it was is actually the loading station was where the Tangled Bathrooms are right now in, in, in Fantasyland. But it would load over there, and just when you made, you would go over all of – fantasy land essentially and you make a pivot over i forgot what the, the transfer station was called like it's where like the cable car would kind of make a yeah, right. move it would make it yeah. would move and make a right and it would do it over the grand prix raceway or the tomorrowland speedway and you would just kind of head straight into the tomorrowland station which was where right by space mountain where the the bathrooms are and remember there was like a fountain there and all that stuff and just seeing old school tomorrowland lit up at night uh, before they did the whole transformation, it was just awesome. And you'd see the people on the Wedway People Mover, and you'd be o- flying over where the Grand Prix Raceway was. And as a racing fan, I always got a kick out of that. I just think it was an awesome way to go from one park to the other, one part of the park to the other. Now, is it the fastest way? Probably not, okay? But it was one of the, the more enjoyable ways to do it. Um, it's like the Wedway People Mover, right, or the Tomorrowland Transit Authority. Are you really going anywhere? No, but it's an attraction in itself. So that was one of the things when we this topic came up. I was like, you know what? The Skyway is just like, I miss it. I wish it was there. It's never coming back. I understand it. Um, but And also, if you look through, if you walk through Fantasyland, you'll see these giant 
circles on the ground. They have stone on them. That's actually where the pillars used to be. So mm-hmm. if you're ever walking through, uh, you know, the middle of Fantasyland, you'll see the remnants of, of where the uh, of where the big pylons used to be. But yeah, the Skyway to Tomorrowland or Skyway to Fantasyland, that's on my list. You know what? We know what I think about when I, when I think about something like this is um, how much I wish. You know how you have like the air, airplane like graveyards, or like out in Vegas they have like the sign graveyards where like you go and they're like they have all the big signs that they just kind of got rid of. Like you can go visit and see and stuff like that. What if Disney had something like that, like an extinct attraction graveyard to where like you could go and take pictures inside of like a Skyway bucket? You know what I mean? Uh, doing that, or you could take pictures. Um, I don't know, like with any extinct attraction, just just the just the ride vehicle it, itself. Isn't there a Skyway bucket in one of the shops in Dis- uh, Disney Springs? Is that one of the actual buckets from the attraction, or is it that? Just... I don't know. It's something to definitely look at. Yeah, I don't know. There's a bucket you can go into. I don't know if it's one of the ones from the ride, or if it's just like our a rep. It's something they throw in there. I'm not quite sure, but Disneyland I know paid homage to the Skyway. They put um, some of the buckets into the Matterhorn. Um, and they're kind of shredded apart, like the like the abominable snowman, you know, like destroyed the buckets as they were going through. So they put those in in like 2015, and they still were there. So I mean, that's that's pretty cool. I like when they pay homage to to older stuff like that. Sure. That's yeah. The Skyway for me. That's here's the cool part, man. For me, and I'm sure we're gonna discuss a couple more that are like this. The Skyway was uh, not only a mode of transportation, but an attraction itself. And there's not too many times in Disney property that you get an attraction really with while it takes you from point A to point B. You know, most of your attractions end at the same place they begin. Um, so the fact that you literally could wait in line, ride this attraction. I remember though. I remember my mom being like terrified of it. You know, uh, Katie, there's no chance she would ride this thing. Um, but yeah, this look. They all were kind of doomed after after uh, the. The uh, the Skyway closed in Disneyland. I think they were just like, nope, it's not happening. I think they had some incidents. I know that, that tragically there was one cast member killed in uh, um, in Disneyland, I believe it was. And so I think after that they said, eh, this isn't it. And to be honest, man, only downfall of the Skyway for me, Joe. It's not very picturesque from the ground. That's true. Like the cables. You know what I mean? Like, And they could have probably... You know, spi- like spiced it up a little bit. It sounds very similar know. to something that's going on currently right now at the Walt Disney World Resort with Scott. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we sure that may come come at some point. So, all right, let's move on. Uh, Joe and I are two for two. Let's see if we can keep it going. Uh, Mike, your next one, buddy. Uh, keeping in with the theme of transportation around the parks, one of my favorite modes of transportation that I haven't ridden in a very long time, and it seems like it's been closed forever, and that's the Magic Kingdom Railroad. And I used to love taking that railroad from the beginning of the park to all different lands across, you know, from Adventureland to, to you know, Tomorrowland to so many different spots you could take that train to and just enjoy the scenic ride so it was a mode of transportation to get around the park especially on one of those days where you didn't want to walk so much and it was a great scenery and you got some great stuff and some uh some stuff to take in while you were doing that but it seems like it's been closed forever and i don't know when it's going to open back up again we're all at a loss with that with the whole construction thing going on but that's definitely one of my in-park type of transportation that i love to get around on uh, so I'm going to dive in real quick, Joe, because I don't know if it was on your list, but that was on my list as well. It's actually, if I was going to label these one to five, this would be my number one. Uh, and there's, of course, some really big reasons why. When you go to the Magic Kingdom, and like Mike said, I miss it dearly. I'm ready to ride ride the train uh, again. 
you may not realize that you're riding on uh, one of the four trains that have uh, been unbelievably cared for and restored. Um, they're like complete vintage new that were built anywhere between 1916 and 1928. So these trains are over or almost 100 years old. You're riding history. Uh, it's a great way to get around the park. Like Mike said, you don't have to walk all the way back to, uh, you know, to Frontierland or wherever. Um, now, my main reason is this. Out of all of these modes of transportation, this one is Walt to a T. This was Walt's dream, Walt's baby. You know, he had the Carrollwood Pacific uh, in his backyard. He loved trains. You know, growing up a small boy, he would go to the train tracks and, uh, and would watch the trains go by. He absolutely just loved everything that had to do with trains. He thought it was a magical, magical uh, thing. So the fact that he had this in each of his parks was really, really important. So for me, this would have been my number one. I I cringe when I think of people who go to the Disney parks. Maybe not every time. You know, if you're annual pass holder, of course, you're not going to ride every time. But for a, a trip and they don't ride the Walt Disney World Railroad. I, I just, I, I cringe. I go, you, you're missing the point. Um, you know, get a part, a picture with a partner statue, ride the carousel, ride the railroad, make it a Disney vacation. So for me, uh, that would have been my number one fantastic one, Mike. Uh, Joe, on to your next one, bud. All right. So <clears throat> speaking of railroads, um, this is a past mode of transportation I never got to experience. But those nights were all Disney fans, right? And those nights I'm sitting around on YouTube or on the internet and kind of going down the rabbit hole of extinct or past attractions. I came across this a few years ago and I did a little research on it and I think it's still pretty cool. There's some remnants there, but I'm going to throw out there the Fort Wilderness Railroad. Mm, and it that's old school. And it man. operated from 1974 to 1980. And if you ever do a little bit of research on this railroad, um, it had all kinds of issues. And in no mm. way am I a railroad aficionado or an engineer or anything like that. However, but these were steam-powered uh, railroad. These are steam-powered engines, and they were kind of used for main modes of transportation to get around Fort Wilderness. And especially, um, there was the, the the track was three and a half miles long, around three 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 and a half miles long, and it would go to different parts of the Fort Wilderness Campground Resort. And I think this is before a lot of buses were put in there to bring people around. So they really relied on this mode of transportation, and it even would bring people back from or from the front of the resort back to river country that were day guests that were staying there so it was really it wasn't really an attraction it was more of a legitimate mode of transportation but it had all kinds of issues some of the the podcasts i've listened to and youtube videos like i, I believe the track was like maybe a little bit narrow the way it was built um the type of steel they used it was all kinds of problems they had to keep filling it up with water um noise with pedestrian issues i think there was an accident possibly at one time or another don't quote me up i think there was some kind of incident um, they ended up scrapping it. The cool part about this was, is they scrapped it. If you go, there are some web, uh, some YouTube videos that they will show you where there are still a very little bit of remnants of like the railroad ties around Fort Wilderness. You have to really look for them. Um, but for a long time, some of the railroad cars were still around property. Uh, they were used as the ticket booths at Pleasure Island for a while. And they were also, I think there was one or two located in Typhoon Lagoon as well. I Obviously, Typhoon Lagoon, I know that's gone. And I believe that the Pleasure Island stuff's all been removed as well. Um, from some of the internet research I've done, uh, I think whatever is left of these and uh, these uh, trains, I, they're in private collections now, whatever. But I just think it was really cool that at one time, Fort Wilderness had its own mode of transportation. And it just fits in really well with the type of resort that I is. And it's, just, it's, a, it's a sad that it wasn't built 
that well where it could have lasted more than six years. Uh, but I just think it's really cool. I wish I would have been able to experience it. Um, like I kind of wish like Saratoga had its own mode of transportation instead of internal <laughs> buses, right? You know, that'd be really cool. Um, and it's just something we don't see much anymore. I mean, we see major transportations with boats and buses, but the fact that it had its own its own mode, I think it's just really awesome. And it doesn't really get talked about enough. So, yeah, the Fort Wilderness Railroad. You know where else uh, one of those would have been great? It's over at the Disney Graveyard where we could sit and, and have a picture. And, dude, you know what would have been super cool? Take, all right, there was a, for my 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 Kentucky people, talk, this is talking to you this week. There is a restaurant in Louisville, Kentucky called the Spaghetti Factory. Okay, I don't know if it's still there. I've been gone from the state for 15 plus years. There is a there was a restaurant there. Each of the rooms was like a different theme. So like one room was a jail. One room was a carousel. One room was a um uh um what's it called? Uh right behind me, but right here. What's it oh, called? Ferris wheel. Ferris wheel. There you go. Uh, and you would go and you could sit in these these spots. It was really cool. What if Disney took all this stuff and created a restaurant where you could go and sit in these iconic ride vehicles from the past and have different themed rooms with like old merch, art, you know, stuff like that, and you're sitting in these things and eating. You could sell Planet Hollywood like level food and it would still book up and sell out. It mm-hmm. would be packed constantly. And that, with said... Put it in Planet Hollywood. Who cares? Um, so just go do it there. Or you know where? There's a great spot. Big building just opened up. <laughs> you have the NBA experience. Three stories. Fill it up. You know what I mean? Let's have a good time. So I would absolutely love that. Uh, I'm going to jump in because I want to stay over in uh, the Fort Wilderness area. And I'm going to go with something I've never done, but I've talked to many people who have. I know Jay loved doing this, and that is a horse-strong carriage ride. Uh, around Fort Wilderness or around Port Orleans Resort area there. Uh, They're not doing them right now because of COVID. They haven't come back yet. But for $55, um, you would get a 25-minute ride around property and get to view it. I know at Christmas it's super cool because, like, the campground, everyone brings their Christmas decorations, and the campers are all decorated and everything. And uh, supposedly it's very, very pretty. But I think it's a great mode of transportation, a great way to get around that property um, with horse-strong carriages. I think we're noticing too with a lot of these guys is their throwbacks to past, not so much Disney, but like past modes of transportation. You know, when you talk about horse-drawn carriages and you talk about um, the boats and you talk about uh, trains, you know, like we're not going, hey, I wish Disney had this crazy, you know, mode of transportation to get me from point A to point B, like a hyperloop, you know, in, in no time. So I, uh, I enjoy that we're embracing the past. Um, have you all ever done a carriage ride? On property? No. I did one Mike? at uh, Port Orleans French Quarter. How was it? It was cute. It was cute. I, I, you know what? I'm trying to remember. What, I don't remember if it was a horse-drawn carriage or if it was a one of those bicycle things. I don't remember. It was one of our very, very first trips, and I remember we did it. You don't remember if a beautiful horse no. was pulling you or some dude no. had his short little uh, biking shorts I'm on in front sure, of you? I, I really don't remember. You know what? Because I've done the horse-drawn carriages so many times in New York, like, you know, going yeah. around the city. And yeah. I can't remember if that was uh, – I know we did I know we did a ride around Port Orleans because it was our first time we were in the French Quarter, and I don't remember if it was a, if it was an actual bicycle we used or if it was a horse-drawn carriage. But it was that similar thing that had the can be on the back and yeah. um I, I i'd be i'd be lying if i said i remember the details of it so uh i i would say it was probably a horse-drawn carriage i doubt it i doubt at port orleans they have the petty shaws 
uh, rocking and rolling over there. I don't think I've ever seen them. Well, they so. have the ones you can do with as a, as a family. Oh, you're talking about the bikes, yeah. the family bikes. Yeah, the you family can do ones. them. At, uh, but it, but it, yeah, had the, can, it had a little canopy on it. Yeah, yeah you can do up. them a boardwalk too. All that kind of yep. stuff. So yeah, let me know because okay. I know Jay's done it. He absolutely loved it. I think that's a cool cool experience. Now, as someone who lives in a city where we have tons of horse drawn carriages. Um, they completely irritate me as a local <laughs> because I get behind them in traffic and I just I say uh, words I shouldn't say, and so I don't uh, I, d- I don't enjoy them. But at Disney, I absolutely love them. So two two very different things. Um, who have we done here? I just did mine. Mike, let's go to you, buddy. Uh, one of the things that I'd like to see come back because it's kind of changed the game a little bit when it comes to transportation around the Disney parks, uh, and that was the we had the Mickey transportation. I'm sorry, the minivans that were around, and the minivans are pretty cool. Uh, I know Uber is not a actual Disney company, but Ubering and using the minivans to get around the property is a game changer. I mean, when you're pressed for time, when you have a limited amount of stuff on your vacation and the buses might be taking a while, or you got to make that reservation and you get the most out of a park, taking those minivans around the, around the town, I think it's a great way to get around. And it gives you more, even though it costs you a little bit extra, it gives you more time on your vacation. Let me dive in because it's on my list. Okay. Disney, listen up. It's time to bring back minivans. I know they've said they're not coming back. They're discontinuing them. But they're still you, you can bring back minivans. This was one of the greatest additions to Disney transportation in the last 20 years. Here's why. I can take an Uber or a Lyft anywhere I want. In Charleston, I fly to Vegas. I can do it there and come to New York and do it. You know what I can't do? I can't be picked up in a van with white red red van, white polka dots, with a Disney cast member driving, with Disney music playing, doing Disney trivia, some of them. Uh, I would always pay the additional 20 bucks on top of what an Uber cost or a Lyft cost to, to do a minivan. Especially having younger kids, they had made sure they had the car seats available, made sure they had the booster seats available. I For me, the minivan service was... Incredible. When they first rolled them out and they started testing back in 2017, I remember the first time I saw one on property. And it was like seeing, you know, Mickey drive down the street. I was like, oh my gosh, look, you know. It's also the way you see the buses now. I think that Disney's done a really nice job with the Disney buses with the uh with the paint on the side or you know, the however they do that. Um Joe sidetrack, Joe. Yeah. How do they how do they wrap those cars? Because I watched a video today of them wrapping one of the cars. It's actually the Coca Cola car for the Coca Cola four hundred. Um and it was like they laid a big thing of uh of like aluminum foil over it. It's but like, it was you know like it's like vinyl. It's like a vinyl wrap. Yeah. And that's how they changed the uh the paint jobs. So often, at least on, on NASCAR cup series cars and Xfinity cars and truck series cars is um, yeah, they're just vinyl wraps. So it's sometimes a lot of it's the same type of cars. They just they peel it off and they put a new one back on. Sometimes you get a different sponsor for a certain race. So I would assume that Disney probably does the same thing. They're wrapped, mm-hmm. um, and as the technology gets better and better, um, it gets cheaper and cheaper to do this vinyl wrapping. Um, if anybody's curious how the, at least now NASCAR does it, you could YouTube it and you could see how they do it. It's actually pretty cool. They lay it over and then they they have two, yeah. one or two guys that just go very delicately and they with like a fine knife and they just kind of trim it out and it just. I don't know if it like heat shrinks on or something. That I don't 100 percent don't know, but I it's pretty. I don't cool. know. Friend of, mine does, put on a... friend of mine does it for a living. Oh, there you oh, go, really? Mike. Yeah. So uh... yeah, yep. It's just, that's his main business. He'll, you you give him the details. So if you wanted the Disney Dads podcast in the back of your tailgate, you give him the logo, and he'll come out and he'll install it in the back of your tailgate. Can we have? Uh, can we have my face wrapped on Mike's car? Mike's 
I was saving, I was saving that for your next visit. He would never know. <laughs> he just comes out one day. Do you remember who was that? Was it Tom Green that did that? We can't talk about it because it's definitely mm-hmm. not kid-friendly. Uh, but Tom Green did that to his dad's car. <laughs> like all, yep. oh God, remember, I remember the Tom that. Green show yeah. all those years ago? So, uh, yeah, man. So um, I think it's pretty unique being able to do that. I can't put a... Uh, uh, protector on my iphone without having a bubble in the middle of it so i don't know how they do it i think it's it's really cool but for me look i the minivan service was so good man bring it back i know you ha- i know right now is a weird time eventually bring it back it makes you unique it makes you different than universal it makes you different than sea world and you know not that you're disney not that you need that but i'm just saying it's it's a it, you see people come on property and they see those and they think I'm at Disney. I, I just think it's another thing that's just so special about Walt Disney World and I love that they had it. So please, please, please bring back the minivan service. One of the greatest additions to Disney transportation in the last 20 years. Joe, did you ever use them? Probably not because you're local. No, I did use Lyft, um, but I never used the Lyft minivan service. The only reason why I didn't is it was just it's usually my wife and I. I had friends that would travel down with their families and the reason why they would use it most is mostly because uh, a lot of Lyft or Uber drivers don't have car seats. And so when you go and get a minivan, um, even though you mm-hmm. pay a little bit more, they would always have a car seat there. So there was more of the convenience for that. But for us, it really never paid. I've really never paid to um, to use one. Um, but it looked like a great service. It's there. I mean, yeah, it's a little pricey, but you know what, though? You get a lot of extras with it. And if it makes you feel more comfortable because it's a Disney cast member as well, I think that would be great. So, yeah, hopefully it does come back. The signs are still up all over property. So they have not removed the signs. If you go out to the Hollywood Studios or some of the resorts or the parks, it still says Lyft minivan pickups. So they haven't removed them yet. So, Yeah, I agree. Never know. I agree. Uh, Joe, let's go to you, man. So speaking of like Disney listening and bringing back things, uh, I want to bring back – I want to make the monorails great again. And I think this is one of the ones that – look, look. It's been a rough week for the monorails the last couple of weeks. Um, I rode them with my wife a week and a half ago when we were there, and they've done some refurbishments. But our beloved Walt Disney World monorail system it really it needs. Uh, I'm going to talk about how much I love it, but it really needs to be. It really needs uh, uh, some help. But the monorail is so iconic. I I've said this for many years. I think the monorail is probably this. This is unofficial. I don't have the stats. The second most photographed thing in Walt Disney World besides Cinderella's Castle. Mm. People love Ooh. the people love the monorails. People will sit there and wait for the monorails to go by to get a photo. People will go out of their way to ride the monorails. People will pay hundreds of dollars extra to stay in the same room to be on the monorail line, where it sometimes takes you longer to get to the parks. Um, the monorail in itself, even though in Walt Disney World it is an attraction, it's a mode of a legitimate mode of transportation. Unlike Disneyland, where it is, I mean, it can be a mode of transportation where if you're mm-hmm. staying at the Disneyland Hotel or Downtown Disney, but and Walt Disney World is literally a mode of transportation, but it is an attraction also as well. I love the monorails. To me, growing up, that was Walt Disney World. I could never get enough of that. And I just think it, it's it's a classic. And uh, yes, they're never going to expand them again, but we're lucky for what we have right now. I love it. I love the way they look still. I love the stripes with the deltas, and I love what they've done on the refurb on the inside. We just need new ones. So um, I'm going to put it out there. Monorails, love them. I think they're great, but I just really think that it's time to uh, take the next step. So the next generation of Disney World fans, like our our kids and what we're passing on to, have great memories of the riding the monorail and and just I don't know, just listening to the spiel on there. And 
you know, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's such an iconic part of Walt Disney world. I feel so passionate about it. I can't wait for them to get their re- to get the new line out there. I think it's going to be great. So yeah, we're going to talk about Walt Disney world monorails, but also Disney need to refurb those, please. We need new ones. I'm super happy you mentioned it because I was getting a little nervous. They wouldn't make oh, any of our lists. And I think that would have been a real disservice to, to Walt Disney world. It's a ground ball, but it's like, I wanted to wait to see if anyone was going to bring it up. Yeah, but it's, it's no, no, no. It's I my agree. last one. That was my last choice. Well, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, add, add whatever you want. It's not on my list because I was hoping someone else would do it. So go ahead and add add to that. I, I tell you, I, one of my favorite things because I remember it as a kid. Uh, I will stop dead in my tracks if I'm standing in the contemporary and I watch the monorail pull in. There's nothing cooler than sitting at Chef Mickey's and watching the monorail come by and just you know, or being in one of those rooms in contemporary and being able to open the door and see the monorail go through. Uh, it's one of my favorite things. I think it's great. I desperately think we need new cars. Uh, I think they've been refurbished and rehabbed countless amount of times and there's only so many times you can keep uh, you know sprucing up something that's so old so i'm really hoping to the fact that maybe with all of some of the changes we'll get to see uh, a new monorail car you know a new monorail system uh, i know like i said they're not going to expand it anymore that's kind of a bummer because there definitely could be some expansion possibilities but uh if you're going to keep the way it is give us some new cars yeah i get nervous riding the monorail anymore and i never used to uh, it, it's one of those things where I, I'm i so afraid they're going to break down because it's becoming such a normal occurrence with with Disney, with these monorails. You know, I just, I don't know, man. I, I absolutely love them. I mean, like, I absolutely love them. I think they are Disney. I think when you think monorail, Disney always pushes the boundaries with technology. And... I don't care how long they sit there. They always look futuristic. Always. Like, it's a futuristic mode of transportation that's been there forever. Um, you know, years ago, there was a uh, a guy, uh, Lyle Landley. I don't know if you know that name. Do you guys know Lyle Landley? Um, he sold monorails, and he tried to come in and uh, sell Disney some monorails, and Disney said no. They said, I'm not doing it. And so he went... To another city, and he sold them a monorail, and unfortunately, a dad and his son, um, they were conducting it, and the monorail broke loose. We had a lot of celebrities on board, and they couldn't get it stopped, and it was a sad day for that small town. So I really, uh, you know, I, I get I get sad. Sounds a hearing little about bit like story. a Simpsons reference to me. Oh no! I don't know. Did they do something like that? Anyway, <laughs> I absolutely love. Monorail. I absolutely, I absolutely monorail, monorail, monorail. It glides as quickly as a cloud. Um, <laughs> I, I I I love the monorails, man. I, I do. I I think if we hadn't put this on this list, we would have really been a terrible podcast. So uh, let's see. I'm gonna do my last one here. Um, let's see. We did minivan service. Actually, I am done. I've done all five of mine. Uh, I, Mike, you should have one more, correct? No, but that was all. I got them all. That was it. Joe? I think I got pretty much everything. I think you hit it, too. Awesome. Uh, guys, anything you can think of, um, motor transportation, I know you used to be able to ride the horse-drawn uh, buggies in the Magic Kingdom years ago. Do you remember that? Up and down Main Street. And that was a super cool way to get around there. I've always liked the... The what are the little speed speedboats called, Joe? The uh, water mice. 
Yeah, I love those things. Like, that's a blast. I think everybody should do that at least once. Um, for me, I really enjoy that. Um, How about the, uh, I just kind of thought of it off the top of my head. I don't know a lot about it, but it was, I remember it as a kid. The Epcot World Showcase Promenade double-decker bus is when you could ride it as a passenger. Dude. A hundred percent. You were not here last week, and that was on our episode we talked about. No, see, I haven't listened uh, to Because the show. It, came, <laughs> it came up with, uh, you know, we were talking about the Norway Pavilion. That's how you could see that, you know, it was Sea Venture, not Maelstrom. You could see the sign already up and all that stuff. So, yeah, that's a great, uh, absolute great one. Um, lots of great modes of transportation all around the Disney parks. And I think if you look to the past, maybe we'll see the future as they bring some of those modes of transportation back in a new and different way uh, in the future. I think it's it's very, very cool. Um, my, which, before we go to Picks of the Week, Mike, um, Joe, you texted us and you said, leaving Magic Kingdom, going to Grand Flow, I'm going to either walk, monorail, or boat it. What would you guys do? And I said, I'd walk it, the brand new path. Uh, what'd you end up doing? We ended up walking. And uh, and it was about a, so from Space Mountain, where I texted you guys, to uh, the Grand Floridian, because that morning we had breakfast at the Grand Floridian Cafe, so we left our car mm. at the in the parking lot there. It was, all, Smart. It was a little over a mile. And um, I made a mistake where we were kind of excited to use the new walking path, which is fantastic, by the way. It's a little bit longer than if you were to walk from the contempor- uh, Magic Kingdom to the Contemporary or Bay Lake Tower, mm-hmm. but it's very pretty. They did a very nice job with the theming. Once you hit the the inlet where they parked the uh, barges for the electrical water pageant, you see the lights change theming from the Magic Kingdom over to Grand Floridian. There is a security guard that walks back and forth out there, so it's there is some sort of security presence out there as well if you, it makes you feel a little bit better. Awesome walk. Uh, however, made a mistake. Uh, there was the yellow flag launch that was ready to go to the Grand Florida. <laughs> we, oh, we walked so right you by. Just watched them. So yeah. we, so we kind of walked right by the boat, and my wife's like, "I think we're gonna take in that boat." I was like, "Ah, oh, crap!" I was so focused on the uh, walk of the path, but it worked out really well. It would have been much faster than the monorail. Um, so yeah, I definitely, if you're able to do so, that walkway to the Grand Flow is excellent. I'm shocked it took this long for them to add that. I think it was just a bridge. I mean, they, they've got the they had to yeah. make that bridge thing, but uh, it, they did a really nice job with it. Um, I will say this also: if you are a runner, uh, we did see some runners there. Uh, they were running from the Grand Floridian. You eventually hit Disney security. I don't know if Disney security frowns on you running. Th- if even if you go through security, th- running through there, we did see the runners turn around and go back. So I'm not sure if Disney security sees you. if they see you running, they will not let you through there. But um, I know I've had some people ask me, can you run all the way around? I'm like, I'm not sure if they'll let you go through that, that front part of the uh, the plaza. Mm-hmm. But um, they may or may not. I don't know. But the runners that we saw, they were running that path. They did turn around. So, But um, it's awesome, though. Well, uh, I, th- I think we have to talk for just one second about the most used mode of transportation before we go on. Uh, and that would be the buses. Look, they can't make the list because I, they definitely are not on my top five of ways to get around Walt Disney World. But when people go on vacation, it is the most used mode of transportation. Um, is there anything Disney can do to make that experience more magical in, in your all's minds? I, I, I would say this. Um, what's the one thing that we all love about riding the monorail? And I, I put this in the intro for split stays. I love the narration. And I understand yeah. that on the buses – um, you know, Tom Kane will give you a little introduction. Who's the voice of Disney transportation right now? Um, we'll say, well, hello everyone, welcome aboard. We are going to Disney Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa. He will give you a little bit of a spiel, 
about what it is, and then they will play music. I wish that they would give you a little bit more uh, talk about the resort, and when you're driving, everything is GPS-enabled if you're passing certain things. On your left, we're passing you know, Disney's Wilderness Lodge you know, or something to that effect. Or uh, as we turn right onto Disney Vacation Club Way, there, here is Disney's Old Key West, a resort about X. And mm. I think that would make it much more magical. Um, I know for me, when I rode the monorails this past week, they had the recordings to now really low. You could barely hear it. So it kind of took away from the, the experience a little bit. So that would be the one thing I would think that would make it more magical would be a little bit more of that Disney um, you know, narration as you're riding the bus because that's what we, I mean, I still listen to it now and I get goosebumps. When I well, even, even at night, man, like at least it would help you to know where you're at. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, cool. Okay. I know we're getting closer or I know, you know, we're passing this. So that, I, I definitely like that. Mike, can you think of anything at all? Uh, yeah, have them come more on time, uh, or or a better or a better system where you can track yeah. the bus system. Where uh, you know, listen with the GPS, like, you know when your Uber ride is coming, you know what you can track them so well. You know when your Lyft ride is coming, you pick up your phone. You should be able to track the buses on your app. Uh, it shouldn't be that hard. The technology is there. Uh, this way, you're not. You know, if you're sitting in your room and you know you're a five-minute walk away from the bus stop, if you're taking the bus for at Saratoga Springs, you know you're not running to the bus stop. Nothing, nothing's worse than seeing that bus in the distance and having your whole family and you're making your kids run and you're, you're, you're trying to make that bus because, you know, the next one could be 20 minutes, could be 30 minutes, could be another hour before that bus shows up again. So I think that uh, setting up a, a better GPS system to know where your buses are in relation to where you are on the map, I think that would be a, a huge home run. That would be a major convenience for people to know uh, a good idea when the buses are coming and what's going to be on the route and when it is. I mean, listen, it, it, the technology is there. Like I said, I can do it. You know, if I order an Uber ride now, I can see that my even when I order my Uber Eats, I can see what's where, where on the map or my Amazon stuff where my stuff is. So I, I kind of wish they would get more of that technology when it comes to uh, having the buses more available. Yeah, no, I and my thing would be. Add, add screens on board the buses. So add some little TVs. Like, you know, if you take like a bus trip across country, like a uh, like Greyhound, mm -hmm. they have TVs on there. You already have Disney Plus. You have all this content that you could play on there, you know, and, and just add some screens. And on the bottom have like a countdown to, to your destination arrival time. You know what I mean? Or have, you know, and, the, and they do the same at the bus stops. Put in, the TVs are there at most stops where they're supposed to be telling you how much longer. They're never correct. That's they're the never right. Yeah. Give us a legit to the second, and it can adjust. You get stopped at a stoplight, the thing will pause. You know what I mean? And like, give us a time to where they're coming. And show the same content you're showing on the buses. And that way, once your kid walks on the bus, they're continuing watching Mickey, Mark, Mickey Mouse cartoons, or they're watching Tangled, or they're watching Frozen. You know what I mean? And that, that entertainment's there, so that way the kids aren't going... Ah, you know, like losing their minds, which automatically makes it better for me as a parent or as a ride on an adult trip to where I don't have to listen to kids scream. Um, so entertainment, man, add entertainment. You're an entertainment company. Add entertainment. Uh, make them on time and uh, give us some narration. You could even pause it and give a little picture on there of saying where you're at and give a little facts. Uh, make it fun, dude. Make it fun. Have a game playing. You know I mean, not a sports game, but have a, have trivia up on the screen. Mm-hmm. You know, like they do on the cruise lines, where you can be interactive on the bus. So uh, if we're going to everything, going to screens, everything's going to the apps, add screens. Let's keep it going. Um, absolute blast, man. I've loved talking about modes of transportation tonight, guys. It's always fun to make our way around Disney property with all the different ways they have to do so. 
You know, one of the things when you're on these modes of transportation, they have a lot of scenic views. Whether you're on a monorail, whether you're on a bus, whether you're on a boat, you can take pictures. And a great place to put those pictures is on our Facebook page. It brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that's Picks of the Week. And this week's Picks of the Week is sponsored by our e-ticket Patreon member, Cat Dupree. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for us to get our Picks of the Week. Joe, we missed you very much last week. It's never uh, the same show without you here. So why don't you give me your pick of the week? So my pick of the week, um, scrolling through, you know, looking at the our Facebook group, and uh, this one just stood out. I just thought it was awesome. And I think that uh, when, their, when their son gets older, I, I hope that he appreciates this, but uh, Clayton Chipper Hand uh, had their son who just turned one. So congratulations. Happy birthday. August babies are the best, as I am one as well. Uh, had like a little mini photo shoot. And he's sitting next to like a, a plush Mickey, which is like almost like a safari, like a jungle cruise type of Mickey. And I just think it's awesome. Like, number one, everybody loves plushes. It doesn't matter how old you are. I still walk through the shops like in Disney now and I'm like looking at plushes. I'm like, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. So I just think it was an awesome picture. Um, it just shows you. It reminded me of like, tell me you're a Disney fan without telling me you're a Disney fan. And this is yeah, it. Yeah. So <laughs> if you're the parents doing this. So my pick goes to uh, Clayton Chipperhan. Happy birthday to their son. Just turned one. Awesome picture. Very cool. Justin, what do you got for me? Uh, I'm going to go with our good buddy, Robert Parker, man. Um, Robert, I've been in the boat market for like 10 years now. I keep saying I'm going to buy a boat every year. And for some reason, in Charleston, storage is just terrible. But Robert got a boat. And not only did he get a boat, he had it specially decked out with his gauges that make a Mickey. So, like, speedometer and all that, it's all right there, and it makes a Mickey. It is absolutely, that is a stud move, man. I love it. That is awesome, dude. Absolutely awesome. And uh, if you need someone to come hang out on the boat with you, just give me a call. I'm here. <laughs> Sounds good. How about you, Mike? Yeah, I love going boating, too. I'm not good, not too good at fishing, but I love going boating. Uh, my pick of the weekend is going to go to our dear friend, Charles Mary. And Charles Mary is having an amazing vacation out in Disneyland. And we know what a great photographer he is. Does it for a living. And he's got tons of great pictures. He's got pictures of Oswald. Got pictures of uh, Ratty at a Spring. She's got pictures of Rise of the Resistance. And he's having a complete blast out in Disneyland. And uh, Charles is a great friend of the Disney Dad Podcast family. And uh, my pick of the week goes to all of Charles' pictures this week. Uh, yeah, dude, he's he's just such a such a cool dude, man. I just really, really uh, can't say enough about about that guy. I need to get a hold of him so we can hang out. Um, as far as uh, I always give my spiel, guys, about what to do, scroll down. Everything's right there for you. Everything from finding us on iTunes to, to clicking over and giving us those, the love with those virtual hug and that five stars and all that if, if you're liking the show. Um, also, of course, you can get our emails right there. Go to our website. Uh, the Disney Dads podcast is going through a huge change right now. Uh, and what I mean is we have switched over from one server to another, and the reason we did it was for our patron members. Uh, we have switched from Podbean over to Patreon, and we have all new tiers. We have a video element. We have new shows. We have a brand new show, DDP News, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, only uh, for those couple tiers of those Patreon uh, members. Uh, and we, we love it, and thank you guys so much. Um, and so over the next month, everything's kind of transitioning over. The show is growing. It's getting bigger. 
Now is the time, guys, if you have ever thought about joining to be a Patreon patron for the Disney Heads podcast to do it because there are five different tiers you can choose from. Uh, there are only two left of the e-ticket tiers. Uh, that is a limited tier, um, and we greatly, greatly appreciate you. There's only two left, so you better do it quick. Go to patreon.com backslash Disney Dads, and you can uh, find that. I will put that in the link below. And just like before, for as little as $2 a month, you can uh, you can be a part of that Patreon patron family and get all that extra content, all that great stuff. There is merch, special merch just for patrons. It's crazy. It's amazing. So really great stuff happening. Everyone we've talked to that has been a patron before that now is on Patreon is loving it. I mean, they're absolutely loving it. The app's amazing. The video element, the new shows. Brand new content coming, so uh, guys, right now is the time. Go over and join that. If you've already done it, if you've been a Podbean patron member for a while, one, thank you very much. If you have not switched over, you have until September 30th. Uh, I recommend the earlier the better so you can get access to all this amazing stuff we're putting out over on that Patreon app, um, but go and do that now. But all those links are listed right below this. Scroll down, click those. And go and take care of that. Uh, guys, I've enjoyed it so, so much tonight. It's always good to hang with you guys. Joe, I'm crazy excited about this week, man. Yeah, man. You and I hitting the links together, playing a little golf, hanging out, doing a little podcasting, a little live action for the patron. Uh, so it's going to be a good time. Uh, closing words tonight, buddy, before we head over to patron. Yeah, man, it's going to be great. So first of all, I've, it's been a while since I've been on the show. So uh, my interactions with everybody from when I was in Disney, um, posting some pictures and just giving tips here and there and getting advice from them. A lot of fun. I appreciate the interaction. So it definitely made my trip. It, it, uh, it, what's the word I'm looking for? It gave it a, an extra, you know, an extra nice, you know, touch, you know what I'm saying? Uh, to have yeah. that interaction with our DDP family while I was in Disney. So that was awesome. Thank you to everybody out there. And, uh, yeah, speaking of the Patreon group or Patreon groups, uh, I'm dressed up tonight. Got my new shirt. I got at the Polynesian. So for the video, I'm ready to uh, to look good for everybody here. So looking forward to uh, our show tonight. And for also, Justin, like I said, looking forward to coming up to Charleston and uh, doing some recordings. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, man. We're going to have a blast. Mike, closing words, bud? I had a great time talking about the modes of transportation with you guys tonight. Joe, it was great seeing you again. I was enjoying your pictures all week. You were having an absolute blast. Your Disney trip looked great. And uh, I'm looking forward to tonight's Patreon show. Yeah, perfect, man. Uh, we are going to, on Patreon tonight, uh, be talking about some Disney news. We, uh, Mike and uh, uh, myself, and actually we were joined by the big guy, the OG, uh, Jason Odegaard. We got on and did a live video talking about Disney news uh, for our patron last week, uh, Extra Show. And so, But we wanted to get Joe's opinion. Joe wasn't able to make it that week because he was on vacation in the ma most magical place on Earth. So we wanted to get your opinion on a couple things. So we're going to be talking about some Disney news that, uh, that I have not talked to you about yet and maybe a few other odds and ends. Uh, so guys, have an amazing, amazing week. Spread some Disney cheer. Patron family, stick around. And until next time, we'll see you real soon. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good night. See you guys. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you. And remember, always keep it Disney. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts 
and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the wonder. And that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.